episode number 38. Hi, you're listening to the Careers Beyond Motherhood podcast with your host, Janine Esbrand. I'm here to help working mums like you to thrive in your careers and in motherhood. I share tips, strategies and inspirational conversations with awesome women to help reduce the struggle in your juggle. Hello, hello and welcome to the show. It is great to be back with you today as we continue the Create Your Flexibility series and we'll be chatting to another awesome business owner about her journey into launching and growing her own business. Now, before we jump into the show, I just wanted to remind you about the collective. The doors of the collective are closing on the 31st of August. This is my monthly membership for women who want to build careers that they love whilst raising a family. So through the membership, we offer support support, guidance, coaching that can help you to figure out what it is you want to do with your career post-motherhood and how you actually get there, mapping out the plan to get there, giving you the support and the accountability you need to move you towards a career that you love whilst raising a family. So come and join us. We had our first group coaching call this week and it was great to be in there with the ladies who have already signed up to the membership and who are doing amazing things and we are loving the fact that we can be supporting them on that journey. So if you're interested, head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash the hyphen collective so that you can sign up. Okay, so on to today's show. I'm excited to be interviewing an awesome lady who started off as an interior designer. She and her husband traveled around the world for 10 years as expats and worked in various different countries. And now since becoming a mother, she's transitioned to building her own business. It's really interesting how her business developed and how the idea for her business came about. She set herself a challenge to learn 12 different crafts in 12 months. And one of those crafts she really fell in love with and decided to spend more time doing it. And people started asking her about it. So she started teaching it. And now that's developed into a business. So without further ado, let's jump into this interview so Isabella can tell you more about her journey. Hi, Isabella. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to interview you today. Could you tell the audience a bit about you and your family and your work? Yeah, um, thank you so much, Janine, for having me um, on the show. As I said, I'm uh, Isabella and I'm a, a maker and an educator. I'm also a mom uh, of two. And until last year, I was living in London, but we uh, moved to Hampshire in the country. And that's where I now do uh, all of my work. I spend most of my day doing uh, macrame, natural dyeing, and a bit of crochet. And uh, I also uh, teach. Uh, so I do live workshops around the UK. And I also have two online courses. One is macrame and one is natural dyeing. And um, I've recently started working with a corporate as well to do uh, well-being creative workshops. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <Easy>. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds busy. I'm really excited to find out more about the work that you're doing. So we'll dive into that. But before we do, can you tell me about your career pre-motherhood? So what were you doing before you became a mum? Were you doing similar work or completely different? What did it look like? Well, still creative. So I've trained as an interior designer 
And I've also, I always worked as an interior designer. I was lucky enough with my husband that we traveled around the world for about 10 years as expats. So we were both interior designer, working and traveling. And then finally, we settled back in Europe. We were actually in Italy. And I had my first daughter, and that's when I stopped working. And I was I had my first daughter, and then we moved back to London because the expenses and how expensive London is. I went back, and then I was pregnant, and I worked until I was basically nine months pregnant, and then I had my second daughter. And then after that, I went back to work, but luckily I had a really good boss who let me work shorter hours mm-hmm. and only four days. Uh, a week. So that's when uh, I start thinking about a different way of working. I just wanted to have more flexibility around the kids. And yeah, and then uh, this idea of um, the blog uh, came up and I've decided to do this blog about following my journey of learning 12 crafts in 12 months. And it was just literally an idea. It was just something that I wanted to basically channel a different part of my creativity by doing something that was totally me. And then it basically grew organically from, uh, from the blog. After a few months, uh, some people start asking me to teach some of the craft that I learned. My first craft was macrame. And back then, about, it was about two years ago, no, hardly anyone was teaching macrame. So I was uh, lucky enough that I started doing workshops and they became very popular. And that gave me the courage to, to start like a, a side business. And then when we decide to move from London, I've decided to quit interior design. And now I just do not want to go back to an office. <laughs> wow. That's so that's what drives me to, to work really hard every day because I want this to work. I do not want to go back. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. So, okay, I have a few questions for you, but before... Yeah. I, I ask you that is can you just explain so anyone who's listening who hasn't heard of macrame before and yes. doesn't know what it is so can yes, you just sure. just tell us a little bit about that give us the intro macrame it's a very very old craft originally it comes from arabic word and uh, which means i think it means knotting i can't remember now exactly but basically it was used to make this kind of pattern and to have fringe made out of rope to put over the horses and the camels so that okay. the fringe will move and they will keep the fly away. So it started as a very practical craft. Oh, I and see. then uh, it kind of traveled through Europe, especially south of Europe. And it's been used for years and years. And then in the 70s, it became very, very popular. So all our grandmothers and mothers, I think they learned it at school and they had macrame planters everywhere. And then recently, I would say probably the last uh, five to six years, it, it got popular again. and. Um, we call it modern macrame. So we use exactly the same knot, but we doing we use them in a more uh, modern modern way. That it could be from wall hangings to doing hammocks to do planters to completely uh, wedding backdrops and table runners. And basically, it's like different knots using mainly rope, but you can use other materials too, and uh, to create different patterns. And that's what I love about macrame is the fact that even if you know very few knots the uh, possibility and the combination of the patterns that you you can create are limitless, endless. So therefore, it's a very, very creative craft or that's 
that's what I I found it very very creative oh wow that's so awesome and so when you when you embarked on your journey to do 12 crafts in 12 months which is which is pretty ambitious I would say Uh, what what prompted you to to go on that journey so you kind of mentioned that you wanted to do something that was just for you because I think for a lot of mums after you become a mum you you sometimes think well who am I now in addition to being the mum who am I do I have anything that's just mine Uh, so was that the place that you were coming from when you said I want to find something for me to do definitely I had the idea of doing a, a blog since I had my first daughter so we were living in Milan and I remember uh, talking with one of my best friends and I said, you know, I really want to do a blog. I just want a place where I can just be myself and just kind of tell my journey. And I always knew how to do something about being creative because I've had so many boards on Pinterest, so many, um, you know, favorites on my list, so many screenshots. And I knew, I, I knew I had to be something creative. But I, um, I didn't have a defined, you know, a definite idea and mm-hmm. uh, lifestyle was it about kids you know I just did not know and I think after a few years and after having my second daughter I knew I wanted to be something that it was me me as a person detached from the kids somehow even on my Instagram I I don't talk about my kids much I just wanted to be me as as a as a person you yeah. know obviously the kids are part of me but I just wanted to be a place was just me and things that I do and way that I found to express myself and for me it's relaxing in the evening my husband might be watching the football and I'll be doing a macrame and that's for me what that's what I do to relax to be in that kind of uh, space of mind where I can just be myself and then uh, totally let go and uh, and be me so I love it I love it and I love how it's grown organically so it's gone from that and then you've taken it now to having your live workshops and then your online courses so how have you found that transition so going from okay this is an outlet for me to then creating a business around it I never thought it was going to be a business but as I think part of me wanted somehow to grow and become something so when the opportunity came I just took them when someone asked me oh would you like to do a workshop? I never, ever thought I was going to be a good teacher. I never, ever thought I was going to ever teach. Teaching was never something in my radar. And, but I just went for it. And I said, well, let's just give it a go. And then uh, I guess when you teach something that you're passionate about, you just love it. And I think it comes across. And I got a good feedback straight away. And that's, I think, gave me the buzz. And I said, well, let's do it again. And it, it was about a year and a half where I was doing my full-time job, so Monday uh, to Thursday. And then I was working in the evening and the, in the weekends with my, uh, to me, so my side, uh, my side business. So it was, for a long time, it was both of them. And my mom always said to me, you're crazy, you have a full-time job, you've got kids, a house, a husband, why are you doing this? But I just knew that if I put enough work on it, that if I dedicate enough time, it could become something. And I just, wanted to give it a shot yeah I love that I get that as well people are like what are you doing why are you trying to do so much you have young yeah. children but I think what you say really resonates that when you know that it's something that you're passionate about and that you really want to do you have to give it a shot because you don't want to look back and say what if what if I would have tried what if I would have tried where would it have gone and so for the, the ladies listening who have been thinking about launching something just do it just and see what happens even before this when I was uh, traveling you know and 
we moved, I think, four countries in 10 years. People are like, why, why are you doing it? You know? <laughs> and it says, so you're not scared. You know, you live in all your family. You just don't know anyone. Or you start it from scratch every time you go in a different country. But I know it's scary. But I think once you've done it once, when you took that leap and you know, see the other side, how good it is. And, you know, and then it's easier to do it again. So it's always the first step, the hardest one. Then once you go on the other side and you can, your vision opens to something that it's, it could be so amazing. You don't want to go back. You just yeah. want to go forward. So yeah, definitely just, just do it. Just start something that will have a ripple effect and then you don't know where it's going to take you. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. The traveling part, I, um, after university, I went to New York for a year and I went on, a, on an internship. And I remember when I was leaving to go, I was really excited about going. But when I got to the airport and it was like, okay, I'm going and all my family and like my boyfriend at the time was just waiting. I was just like, Am I going to go? I'm actually going to go. <laughs> I was crying. Am I, I doing like, this? I can't I'm doing this, leaving all my family and my friends. And I went and um, it was it was such an amazing year. It was an amazing experience. My my Everything opened up for me in terms of possibility and just knowing that, yeah, I can do this. I can move across the world and live somewhere else. And, and then when I was coming back, I was upset again because I was leaving the people that I had made friends with <laughs> over yeah. there. And so when I came back and we used to live in London and I, I got a job working in Surrey and I said to my husband, should we just move to Surrey? Like we've never been there. We don't really know the area. Should we just move? And he, and he was like, are you sure? So yeah, I moved to New York. I can move to Surrey. Yeah. <laughs> so once you do something like that once, then yeah, you can, it's so yeah. simple. <laughs> <awesome>. Exactly. <laughs> um, so what are some of the challenges now for you that you face with juggling everything? You know, there's women that are listening who are working out how they're doing the juggle between work and family life, whether they are in the corporate space or whether they're running their own business, there's always challenges. So what are some of the challenges that you have faced? If you want to hear from more changemakers who have expertly navigated the world of work, I recommend you listen to Fixable, a podcast from TED. No matter where you are in your career, host Harvard professor Francis Fry and leadership coach Anne Morris can help you tackle your biggest work problems, from dealing with a gaslighting boss to navigating a soulless job. Their conversations with master fixers and call-in listeners will provide you with honest, practical advice on how to quickly navigate pressing work issues. Find Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. I think the biggest challenge is, especially at the beginning when you want to give everything to make you work, is um, the balance, the time. I was working in the evening and then uh, working some weekends. So one, I think you need to have the support of your partner or of your family because obviously he was looking after the kids when I was running the workshop. So, you know, he has to be in it as well. And so to have that support, you know, someone that believes in you and say, I'm going to support you, just give it a go, you know, so you don't feel guilty to take all this time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Because until then, you dedicate everything just for the kids, the house, the husband and the work. And you say, well, I actually want this amount of hours just for me to make this business happen. So I think the support and to also try to set boundaries. So I had to set boundaries. Because you get so excited when everything starts. Just want to spend every, every single moment into the new business, but you still have the kids and the husband. <laughs> so it's like, okay, 
after nine o'clock, no more Instagram, you know, so I can spend at least two hours with my husband and to set up some boundaries. And also, I think something that I've learned early on, because obviously I had a family and I had to set boundaries, is to say no. And I think that is, was one of the hardest because at the beginning, you think that every opp- you have to take every opportunity to make your business work. But I think somehow you have to be true to yourself and say, okay, is it worth for me to spend that amount of hour for that job? What is going to give back to me and my business? So you have to be smart in that way because you do have a family. You can't just, you know, you have, I don't know, 10 hours per week. You have to be very smart on how you use those 10 hours. So for me, that, that, those were the lessons. Try to find that balance and make sure that I say yes to the right opportunity and sometimes let go of some other ones. Yeah, that is really, really great advice. That's advice for me because <laughs> I don't <laughs> always maintain good boundaries in terms of everything that I'm trying to do all at the same time. So um, I'm sure other people would find that useful. And I think it, it's the same if you're working as well, you're not running your business, you still need to be able to learn to say no. And you can't take on that new project. You have might need to say no to that or you might need to realize that sometimes you're saying no at work or sometimes you're saying no at home. But ultimately it's okay. It's okay yeah. for you to use that two letter word and yeah, um, and maintain those boundaries. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we're doing a lot as as women. I think, but we don't have to be superwoman all the time. So it's okay to say no sometimes. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I think sometimes you just want to do everything. We say, I can, I can, and but you can't. The time at the end of the day, there's twenty four hours per day, and you know you have to manage those hours. Yeah, absolutely. So. In terms of where you get your inspiration from, so I'm always interested to speak to creative people because I, I would say I, I, I like to do creative projects, but I wouldn't call myself a creative person. Um, so when you are like planning your workshops and uh, creating your online course, where do you get your inspiration from? Do you just sit down and then just see what happens in terms of the designs that you come up with and the, the structures that you have for your workshops? How does it work for you? For the workshop, it's quite easy because it's, it's like a structure. So the workshop is two and a half hours and, and kind of realize how much a person who's never done macrame, for instance, can do in those two, uh, two and a half hours. So I think the workshop is probably the easiest part. For me, what takes a lot of time is when I create new pieces, so like pure creativity. So I usually start with perhaps a sketch and then I start making. And um, as I make, things kind of change and I kind of go in the flow. So all my pieces that I've done, they never look like the first sketch that, that I did. <laughs> but I think that is the spark of an idea. And then as I make, it will um, it develops. When people ask me, oh, how long did it take you to do the latest macrame? And it's like, well, it actually took me a long time because I had to design it, which means doing it and doing it, doing it and doing it. If then I have to replicate it, it's, it's quite easy because I know the process, I know the knots, yeah. but otherwise the creative part takes a long time. But it's also the fun part for me because I can just, that's where I express myself. That's where I try and kind of go with the flow and just see, see how, how it goes. But yeah, for the workshop, it's quite easy. It was a bit more difficult, obviously, for the online workshops because they are four weeks. So every week I had to structure the online course in a way so that the student can, uh, can progress. But that also has been absolutely fun. You know, it's just been amazing to connect with people from around the world. And I think that was the step I needed after being doing a lot of workshop, you know, live workshop where I meet yeah. people in your life. I just kind of, even though I do few around England, you know, mainly it's London and Hampshire. 
I just wanted to connect with other people, other followers around the world. And the online course gave me uh, that chance. And it's been amazing with talking with people in Australia, in Panama, in America. And it just, yeah, it's been a it's been wonderful. That's so exciting. I remember we had a conversation a few months back about you about to launch yeah. the course. So to hear you say that you've done it and that you're... I know, I know. So how did you go about getting the course out there to people all over the world? So you're based here. So what was your strategy to say, okay, how am I going to reach those people? It was mainly social media. I would say it's all social media and through my newsletter and then uh, I've just, through Instagram, I've got a few friends, I've got huge, huge followers, and I've just simply asked them, I say, can you please advertise on your Instagram story? <laughs> and, um, and the macrame community is really good, you know, and through Instagram, you can uh, get to meet, like, incredible people, really, really kind. And, um, and these people did. I only got 10 people for my workshop, for my macrame workshop, but for me, that was, that was my target as the first um, as the first time I was running the workshop and um, yeah and it's, it's been it's been incredible so I'm really really happy so I will relaunch it again in the autumn and okay. um, and yeah let's see let's see how it goes but fantastic it's been a great experience how exciting <laughs> um, so I always like to ask my guests if they can share an inspirational quote or a saying that they like or that they live by um, so do you have one that you'd like to share with our audience uh, yes yeah. so I have one on my on my website from uh, from Maya Angel- Angelo mm-hmm. and it's um, yeah and the quote is when you learn teach and when you get give And to me, that it's um, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. At the end of the day, for me, it's to just teach whatever I've learned by myself or through going at a workshop. Once I've learned that, I just want to give it to other people. And for me also, it's not only the skill of, you know, just say macrame or natural dyeing. For me, it's also, I think, especially women and, uh, you know, women that have children they just need to find that time for themselves and creativity just gives you that space to kind of go into, to shut off everything else and go in a space that's just yourself. You know, it's a very mindful um, thing. When you learn something new, you just so in it that you just have to forget everything else. And, you know, and it's so rare when you're a mum, especially to forget everything else because, you know, you've got a list of things in your head that you have to do constantly you have a checklist and then to be able to have two hours where you forget about everything else you learn something new and you like just dedicate that time for yourself for me it's very special so for me creativity it's so important in uh, people's life and if I can achieve that with some people some people can can come to my workshop and find that time for themselves for me it's uh, the ultimate oh it's amazing and I think you're so right in terms of having that time to do something different and just like you said when you're doing your creative work you you get lost in it and it's your time to just like just go with the flow I remember when I was in a hospital with my son before he was born I had to stay there for a few days and I came across adult coloring and I literally got ordered it from Amazon and spent the the four days that I was there just coloring and making these beautiful pictures just choosing what colors and it was it was just lovely and then now it's every now and then when I feel stressed I'm like I just need to color where's my coloring book <laughs> just need to yeah. color and it's amazing the outlet that it provides just being able to sit down and focus on something that doesn't it's using a different part of your brain exactly. um, and so it's yeah it, it's it's amazing so I know that that people 
if you're not doing it already, you need to find something. Find something. Well, that's why yeah. those adult coloring book are so popular because that, that's exactly it. It's just an outlet, just using another part of your brain and you can just shut away everything else for the five minutes, two hours that you're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. So if people want to learn more about your workshops, about your online courses, where can, and your blog, where can they find you? So, so everything is on uh, my website and uh, the website is toome.co.uk and it's spelled T-W-O-M-E. Yeah, and there you can find all my workshop uh, in London and UK, my online courses. There's the link also to my shop where you can buy some of the uh, products I make. And uh, yeah, and then it's my blog where you can... Uh, Go back and look at all my 12 crafts. Or, um, <laughs> now it's mainly about lifestyles and uh, creativity. Brilliant. So that, yeah. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to share the links to um, all of that in the show notes so that people can yeah. head over um, and, and check those out. But it's been awesome interviewing you and learning thank about you your journey. Thank you so much, Janine. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I think a lot of us can relate to that feeling of wanting something just for yourself. But when you're a mum, you give so much and everyone needs you and there's so many demands on your time. So finding something that you're passionate about and that is just for you can be so, so refreshing. And it's awesome to hear how Isabella took that passion that she found in macrame and developed a business organically and how people just started coming to her and how she's developed a business that is working for her and her family. Uh, It's just awesome and really inspirational. So if you want to learn more about Isabella, I will put the links to her website and her blog on the show notes. So head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash episode hyphen 38 so that you can access those. One final reminder about the collective. The doors are going to close on the 31st of August and won't be open again until the end of the year. So if you are looking for some support and guidance as you navigate your journey, your career journey post-motherhood, then do come and join us at lightboxcoaching.com forward slash the hyphen collective. If you are liking the show, then please do head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review so that more women just like you can hear the show and join in the conversation. I always love to hear your insights and key takeaways from episodes. So why not head over to our private Facebook group, which is the Careers Beyond Motherhood community, where there are a group of women in there who are connecting, learning from each other, encouraging one another on our on our journey. So head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash Facebook if you want to join the group. All right, that's all from me today. I will be back again next week. And until then, look after you and look after your babies. This podcast features music from Ben Sound.